This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at TastyLicksBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by iGrill. The iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that allows you to monitor the temperature of your food and smoker or grill from up to 200 feet away. Using the free iGrill app for your iPhone, iPad, and Android devices, you can set preferred temperatures, and your smart device will alert you when it's ready. It's perfect for cooking steaks to perfection or low and slow smokers overnight. Head to iGrillInc.com to learn more. And by Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets, the barbecue wood pellet choice of competition cooks and backyard hacks just like me. The perfect blend of two-thirds oak and one-third flavor wood gives you that right BTU burn and flavor that you're looking to get all over your meat with smoky goodness. Visit BBQRSDelight.com. And by Arno Smokers, a custom pit builder using innovation and art in each of their cutting-edge offset and vault-style barbecue pits. Located in the heart of Texas near Fort Worth, Granberry has been the home to Arno Smokers since the beginning. Arno Smokers has continued to widen its range using visionary planning both on the design level and the quality of craftsmanship to bring their customers the finest custom pits on the market. Please get in contact with Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E underscore R-O smokers at yahoo.com or Tony at Tony underscore R-O smokers at yahoo.com or visit their main website, R, the letter N, the letter O, R-N-O smokers.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, discover something you're really going to love, cooking with pellets. Green Mountain Grills are widely available across the country. Top-of-the-line manufacturing, but not the highest in price. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to get started on your pellet adventure today. Hello, everybody. This is Gary Bay, Nerd Chuck, host of Wine Library TV, a.k.a. WLTV. And this is BBQ Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. You should say whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and oh. 
Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. to the really big barbecue central show folks oh hold on a second i got no lights on all right there we go now we got lights on how about that all right, welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Show. Uh, we are broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. <laughs> Lots of things to get to tonight, so uh, don't worry about that. I've got that covered. Here are some things you want to know. If you want to get in touch with the show tonight, you can do it one of two ways, 877-448-0433. That is the toll-free number to call in if you want to get in. Uh, you can also email the show if you would like to, greg at com. Either way you want to do it, I'm more than happy to have you uh, come aboard tonight if you can bring something valuable to the show. Everything else about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. All right. Uh, here's what's happening. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, Lee Hurley from Tailgater Monthly Magazine makes his debut. Very excited to talk to Lee about his publication and everything that brings to the table. Tenth, or I'm sorry, 9:35. First timer of the show, Joe Haynes. Uh, second timer of the show, Joe Haynes. Obsessive compulsive barbecue. And then we'll move into the second hour. We got a big name guest for the entire second hour. So 10-14, 10-35, you know her, you love her. Friend of the show, longtime friend of mine, DVQ, Danielle Domofsky joins us as well. So there you go. Plenty of things to get to, friends. We are locked, loaded, and ready to go. Uh, if you're listening to the show, please do me a favor. Uh, Facebook, tweet it, whatever you want to do. Uh, the video feed is outdoorcookingchannel.com. Or you can also send people over to the audio link, which can be found at thebbqcentralshow.com. Those are your two ways uh, to take in the show tonight, if you are so inclined. Uh, audio, again, outdoorcookingchannel.com. Uh, I'm sorry, video, outdoorcookingchannel.com. Audio, thebbqcentralshow.com. All right. Roku as well. Uh, Internet protocol television, you want to watch it from the big screen, that's fine. You're more than welcome to do that as well. Uh, if you haven't gotten a Roku device, roku.com, or just go to an electronics store. As for a Roku device, they'll be more than happy to give it to you. All right, so here we go. It's the return of one of the biggest segments ever, cocktail time. We go back to the Libations Library, friends and family, and here we go. There we go. 
All right. Pardon the wind noise. That's a fan right there. Yep. What? That's out now. I'm good. Man. All right, so here we go. This is called the uh, Libations Library, or as you know, we like to refer to it as Cocktail Time. It's been a few weeks since we've been in here. I apologize for the delinquency. We're going to make up for it tonight. This is a drink that has been really getting rave reviews from everybody around here where I live. Why not introduce it to you? So, not a lot of ingredients. Uh, my main ingredient that I've used in a number of these drinks, lemonade. Easy to find, easy to make. Uh, but most importantly... You know, when we do it big down here in Cleveland, we buy the biggest bottle possible. This is uh, Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey. If you are not familiar with with uh, Tennessee Honey, this is honey liqueur blended with Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey. It's 70 proof, so I mean, if we're talking proof, uh, I would always like a bigger proof per se. You know, 80, 100, 125, whatever. Affectionately, this drink is referred to as the honey fucker. I don't like to swear on the show. But this is the drink that we have named it. Honey fucker it is. And we're going to make it tonight. All right, so uh, Jack, Jack Daniel's honey sitting right here. Uh, we're going to go over to the ice bin, as you can hear it. And we're going to fill up my uh, Tervis tumbler full of ice right here, and you can see it. Real master, of course. All right. I think a lot of people like this segment because Milt Buckner is playing in the background. Robin's Nest, right? Of course. All right, so uh, we're looking for about three to four count. So go one, four, all right. Little sloppy or there, I apologize for that. And then we'll just uh, top it off with a little bit of lemonade. Alright. So we'll leave the honey jack off to the side here. We'll return the ginger ale back to the refrigerator. Because I uh, I am clean as you go guy going to make sure that we clean our workstation. Oh. We'll grab a knife, or if you have a serving spoon or a bar spoon, which, of course, uh, if you're any fan of this show, you would know that I recommend having a bar spoon at any time frame. And here it is. It's uh, gin- uh, ginger ale. It's lemonade. It is Tennessee honey. In this glass, it's uh, called the honey fucker. Mm. It's a delicious drink that you have to try, right? All right, we're going to head on over to the desk of broadcast excellence here, folks. I'm telling you, if you don't have uh, a honey fucker in your arsenal, it's your fault and nobody else's. You're damn right. 
It's your fault. Nobody else's. Uh, you got to get one of those. Look, here's the deal. Tennessee honey is, uh, at least to me, been widely recognized as one of the premier liqueurs or liquors that you can get your hands on at any point right now. Get, get that big bottle that I got. What are you kidding me? Come on. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself another favor. Whatever. I'm telling you, it is one of the most tasty drinks ever. And again, uh, this is what it looked. Now, look, if you're uh, a little bit more adventurous than me, you can certainly pour a heavier hand if you're so inclined. Get a bigger glass like a uh, Collins glass or a rocks glass or whatever the case may be. You can just do it from there. That's fine. Uh, great news, everybody. Looking in the instant chat room, Greg Rampy's hair has made. This is a fistful of Jack Daniels honey with a splash of lemonade. You're goddamn right. My hair is top notch. Not only does my hair used to reside on my head, but my hair knows how I love to pour a heavy hand. As a matter of fact, I would like to have a conversation with my hair, so the challenge is out. If you are my hair in the instant chat, call in. I'd love to talk to you. You can tell we're getting back to my hair, by the way, for those of you who are paying attention. Uh, Big show again coming up. Don't forget, uh, just after the break, we have Lee Hurley from Tailgater Monthly. If you would like to join in on the show, 877-448-0433. And then, of course, you can email at any point if you want to, greg at the BBQ Central Show. Lots of great giveaways to do as well. Three, well, four, I guess. Two have already been promised to my main man, my mechanic for the G5, Scott Waldron in Columbus, Ohio. He's got two of these coming to him, the uh, grilling.com beer koozies. Or if you have a bottle of something that could fit in that, that as well. $10 $10 gift certificate from the Barbecue Superstore. Jim Elser is also giving away a uh, bottle of Sweet Smoke Q. And Purple Pork Masters are giving away a bottle of their sauce. So lots of stuff to win tonight, to be sure. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about my friend Stephen DeFranco of Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. A barbecue jeweler to the stars. And when I mean stars, I mean barbecue stars. Me and you alike, right? I was just wearing my Bowl of a Precisionist watch. I uh, had a meeting earlier this morning, and then again in the afternoon. Wore it, got rave reviews from people that were talking to me. Wow, that watch looks really great. Where did you get it? Well, let me tell you something. You go to stephendefranco.com. Then you go through watches. If you're a lady, you pick ladies. If you're a man, you pick gentlemen's. And then you can pick through the different watchmakers that he has available for sale. In his store, both online and then in the physical location in Willoughby, Ohio. And once you've got it picked out, if you don't live here, lob him a telephone call. 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. Somebody answers the phone that doesn't say, this is Steve DeFranco. Say, hey, I'd like to talk to Steve. Once he gets on the phone, say, Steve, my name is so-and-so. I listen to the Barbecue Central show all the time. I am a barbecue brother or sister. I would love this hookup that Greg Rempe keeps telling me about. What can you tell me? He's going to ask you a bunch of different questions. He's going to make sure that the watch that you want is one that fits your budget, fits your needs. Fits a, is, you know, is it a daily driver? Are you looking to have something that's more of like a bling-bling type watch? Whatever the case may be, he'll take care of it. 
Also, when you get a wash from Steve, extra year of warranty from the manufacturer, free batteries for life. We'll set the time, free gift wrapping if you want to send it as a gift, if you want to make it a gift for yourself, if you want to commemorate your first win ever at a barbecue competition with that date. Free engraving as well. It doesn't get any better than that. StephenDefranco.com. That's Stephen, D-I, DeFranco. Stephen, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O.com. Then give them a call once you find what you like, 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. Let them know who you are. Let them know your central light. They'll take care of it from there. It's pretty simple stuff. Plus, you're going to be saving a lot of money on top of all of that. We all want to know somebody in the jewelry business. Finally, we know somebody in the jewelry business. And we can take advantage of that. You should be taking advantage of that for crying out loud. We're coming back with Lee Hurley from Tailgater Monthly right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. We are back. If you want to jump in, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show, Greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com. My first guest tonight, editor-in-chief for one of the most popular publications covering the world of tailgating. You can check it out for yourself by visiting tailgatermonthly.com. Let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and welcome in first-timer of the show, Lee Hurley. Lee, how are you, buddy? Greg, I'm doing great. Now I know why you're always in a good mood. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's uh, libations equal good mood, right? Why did I not figure that out? I've got a Diet Mountain Dew. I'm, I'm, I'm way behind. Well, Diet Mountain Dew will certainly get you shot out of a cannon, but I don't know if it's going to get you in the same mood that I am. Nevertheless, Lee, let's go ahead and uh, get together because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about here tonight. You know, Before we talk about Tailgater Monthly Magazine and what you guys are looking to accomplish each and every month, Maybe a little background about you professionally, and you know, is print magazines or publications a business you have always been in? You know, it feels like I've always been in it because I'm old, but but uh, unfortunately, I also did three. Well, I guess fortunately, I did three years in the army and a couple years selling commercial uh, insurance before I figured out that that uh, I didn't want to be the guy in the song, uh, the John Prine song. All my friends turned out to be insurance salesmen. So I've been doing this for about twenty two years. You've been in the publication industry for 22 years? Believe it. Isn't that, isn't that just wow. way too long? Uh, 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 if my math is correct, you should be retiring in eight years. Is that correct, Lee? Uh, I'd like to. Let's do that. Uh, but I also the lottery, too, a lot. <laughs> well, you never know what's going to happen with the lottery, for sure. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, both things work out for you. When did you, Thank s- you buddy. When did you start with Tailgater Monthly, exactly? You know, I've been on board for about two and a half years, Greg. The magazine's about five years old. So in between that time, so, you know, you are, 
with it two and a half years now. Uh, you're now in it, you know, an additional, you know, two and a half years. So you've seen it kind of where it started, where you've taken over. For the folks that, I guess, who don't know about Tailgater Monthly Magazine, what's the vision of that magazine, and what do you look to accomplish each and every edition? It's a great question. You know, the vision of this thing was was kind of founded by two guys, a guy named Kevin Miller and a guy named Randy Dye. And really, they, they had a vision, which, which is where all good magazines should come from, and it had nothing to do with the magazine. They just loved tailgating, all kinds of tailgating, NASCAR, I mean, their big deal, Greg was just, you know, setting a table up somewhere, having some beers and 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 serving some food to others. And both Randy and and Kevin were, you know, they're they're sales guys, so they'll talk to anybody and, and that's the huge thing about tailgating, it's just the ability to have conversations and meet other people, uh, you know, from A to Z. So these two guys love tailgating, Greg, and they were sitting around drinking beer one night and said, How can we make a living doing this? And so so, really, that's exactly how this happened. They both were were, uh, were involved with other magazines. They both quit their jobs, and they launched this about five and a half years ago. I came on board a couple of years later, and uh, they were. I had worked with one of them previously, so they were they were very kind and brought me on board. And I'm just, uh, you know, I've been I've just felt lucky ever since. Positioning wise in the market, you know, how was this deal positioned when you came aboard? And has anything changed since it has come under your direction as far as, you know, how this magazine is positioned to that specific industry? You know, Greg, I, I don't know that things have really changed because, you know, in the, in the, in the whole tailgating world, there, there's really, it, it revolves around two things, two, two sort of editorial things. One is products, you know, anything from mega pong beer drinking games to coolers to, grills just to all kinds of innovative things that you know from from things to hold your glasses on your shirt to all kinds of koozies um and then the second major category of tailgating is food i mean and drink of course food and drink libations like the honey fucker I mean, that's the big deal i mean so basically our magazine revolves around what kinds of interesting products can we bring to our readers every issue and what kind of interesting food can we bring and which is why we're lucky to have you in our July-August issue, and we're hoping to have you in more issues. We need more expertise on barbecue, and that's kind of the, the foundation. The, the other part of it, Greg, which we love, is, is getting to talk to interesting people like you and also anybody else that's been in sports or uh, celebrities or baseball players, people that kind of were playing a sport but now are, are, are out grilling and, and uh, tailgating. That's sort of the in-between-the-food-and-the-products portion of the magazine. Lee Hurley is joining me here on the show. He's the editor-in-chief of Tailgater Monthly Magazine. Again, the website, if you want to check it out here while we're talking, tailgatermonthly.com. You know, Lee, the advancement of technology has seen the decline really in some big names in the publication industry over the past number of years, you know, five, six, seven years, who have either missed that technology boat or perhaps were unwilling to adapt their magazine to an electronic style or at least offer an electronic option. How have you been able to keep Tailgater Monthly viable in this kind of an atmosphere and marketplace? Well, Greg, I mean, w- one way is just we pray a lot. Uh, that was that was a joke, buddy. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's really not. We do pray a lot, but we have adapted basically by by as just exactly as you said. I mean, we have to have a dual approach in this sort of world. You absolutely cannot ignore 
the the online world, but 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 nor can you really ignore the print world. We the print portion, you know, is really really important too. People still like to have something in their hands, and so you know there are certainly successful people making it in the publishing industry simply online. But but uh, to us, it's a dual strategy. It's print and online. So we've just kind of kept our costs down and our head low and worked really hard. And and so here we are five years later, five and a half years later. Do you have any type of a percentage or a guess of what percentage of people are just getting the publication itself in the physical fashion versus what people are getting that percentage or what percentage of people are getting that publication via the electronic avenue? Well, that's a great question. I mean, we... We base definitely it's a, a much larger percentage electronically because what we do is we send out a million emails every issue. Um, now, obviously, not a million people open it every time they get it, but we send a million out. So, I would say 80% see us online. We had uh, half a million page views in the last two issues, um, and then you know 80% online, and then 20% on the magazine. We're fortunate, and then this issue and the, and the um, issues from now on are, are in every Lowe's in the United States. So if there's 1,700 stores, and we've got 10 copies in every Lowe's now. We've also uh, we're also at, at uh, a couple of hundred bookstores, uh, college, university bookstores, and other bookstores around the country. So we're really trying to push the retail part of our magazine as well. And we haven't really got numbers back yet, but we're pretty excited about that opportunity. Lee Hurley joining me here on the show. TailgaterMonthly.com is the website. Lee, how many departments or writers do you have on staff at Tailgater Monthly right now? You know, Greg, there's really three of us. Uh, we have a managing editor who's also our food editor. Uh, she's been a culinary expert for 20 years. Her name is Beth Anthony. And then we have a products editor. Her name is Jane Earhart. And uh, and me, we're the three kind of uh, gurus, the three three uh, amigos that are full time on staff. But we have people all over the country, uh, like you, who we tap into for expertise on products and food and interviews. We probably have a stable of ten or eleven writers who regularly contribute everything from uh, tips on beer drinking to you know, to interviews with baseball stars like Randy Jones. All right. So how many issues are you guys turning out each calendar year? Well, isn't that, isn't that ironic? We're called, our website is called tailgater monthly and we're, <laughs> we come out six times a year. So we were trying to confuse our audience, but and I think we've done a good job of that. And actually the magazine is, is now called tailgater. We, that was sort of a, a an evolution that's happened in the last few months. The website is still tailgatermonthly.com, but eventually we're going to move everything to being tailgater. But we're six times a year, Greg, and the reason we haven't gone to 12 is our plan is to start introducing special issues. We've got a, a digital cookbook coming out, and we're going to have some other digital product kinds of things coming out in between the months. That'll happen in the next year. Yeah, that was going to be my next dovetail question. was going to be, you know, in previous years, was this something that came out once a month, and you've scaled back, but obviously it sounds like this has been six times a year, and now you're looking to add specialty things along the way. That's exactly right. At one time, we did nine issues, and then we experimented with eight, and then seven, and then now we're at six, but you know, we're also a much larger magazine at six issues than we were with 12. 
All right, so let's go ahead and change gears here just for a second, Lee. You know, we've talked about tailgating, and you know, tailgating is an industry all to itself, and we can't necessarily we can lump it in with barbecue and grilling because there's a lot of gas grills and charcoal grills that are used. There's a lot of uh, barbecues or smokers that are used within that realm, but definitely a different industry in itself. So, one of the things that I want to talk to you tonight were you know top twenty mistakes that people might make in tailgating, and I do have kind of a, a visual for other people to look at while we're uh, talking here on the video side. You know, what's, what are some of those top 20 mistakes that people might be making when we're doing a tailgate? <laughs> well, you know, Greg, you, you're kind of getting maybe into, into the safety arena, and, and unfortunately my 53-year-old brain can't kind of quote a lot of those things. But, <laughs> you know, when you get into it, the number one mistake of all, the most dangerous mistake is – you know, you're dealing with flames and fires on tailgates, and, and believe it or not, well, and, and then you add alcohol to that. Um, so, you know, probably the number one thing that happens to tailgaters most or the most dangerous thing that typically happens is, you know, not properly putting your charcoal out. People have tended to slide those charcoal things under a car so they can deal with it on their way back from the tailgate, and there have been several instances of cars blowing up, um, you know, and then from, from, from that sort of more serious issue, you've got food issues, Greg, you know, you, obviously you're dealing with, you know, hot and cold and trying to refrigerate and ice and meat. And, um, so you gotta be really careful from a culinary standpoint to make sure you don't serve spoiled food and have, you know, a, a bad after party. Um, you know, and then, and then, you know, tailgating, the other thing is, is, and, 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 and you know, quite frankly, you know, drinking is what makes tailgating a lot of fun. So I'm not <laughs> uh, being negative about alcohol at all. It's 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 a it's a it's a crowd loosener and, and an important part of tailgating. But also, it, it, drinking has 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 given some of tailgating a bad name and caused you know some some uh, NFL stadiums to really retrench uh, and rethink some of their ideas about it because you got to you got to drink responsibly. You're up in with tight groups of people and. And most of the time, 95% of the time, that ends up in great camaraderie. But, you know, it's a safety issue when people start getting angry with each other, and usually alcohol involved is involved in that. Lee Hurley joining me here on the show. Tailgater Monthly is the website currently right now if you want to check it out. Really, the advancement of technology has seen the um, – hold on one second. I'm sorry. I lost my place here. You know, everyone has seen the increase of barbecue and grilling on TV. Recently, there have been a number of TV shows that have actually showcased tailgating teams or you know who represent their hometown teams. Cleveland Browns certainly being no exception to that. As someone who covers this industry, do you see this as an emerging industry or something that might have hit its peak and started to level off at this point? You mean the competition factor, Greg? I guess just tailgating in general. Well, t- good Lord, I mean, I, I would say it's got to be tapering off, but every year it just seems to get larger and larger. I don't know how it could continue to get much larger. At the University of Alabama, which is 50 miles from my house and where my son and I go to almost every get-home game, you've got thirty-five to 40,000 people that have no intention of going in the stadium, and I can guarantee you that's you know true in Cleveland and true in college and pro towns all over the country. People are really – more and more enjoying getting out, having the camaraderie of hanging out with each other, but then not spending the two or three hundred bucks it costs to go in the game. And um, 
So I, I don't know where it's going to end. I certainly don't see it, it, it going in backwards for a long while. It just seems to be getting larger and larger. The competition thing's another good question, though, Greg, because we have our biggest issues in September. It's our top 20 college tailgates. I mean, that causes a big stir and a lot of uh, interesting ch- chatter and banner back and forth on Twitter and Facebook and, you know, it, and, and of course, it's so subjective, you know, for us to pick the top 20 tailgates, <laughs> we put a lot of work into trying to pick those 20 out. But, but, but really, who is to say that any tailgate is better than any other tailgate? Competition is interesting, and people love to get into that, and they have a lot of competitive co- tailgates where you, and you can win a lot of money in the NFL and some in college. But really, tailgates are much less about competition than they are about people just sharing uh, you know, their lives with each other. So I don't really see it as a competition at all. I see it as more just a groups of people who, and, you know, it turns into people's social lives too, Greg. People show up year after year in the same spot, so everybody knows where to find them. And it just dozens and dozens of lifelong friends are made by tailgates all over the country. I hope I answered your question a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Lee Hurley joining me here on the show, uh, editor-in-chief of uh, Tailgater Magazine. Lee, do you think, you know, we referenced the uh, TV shows and the Tailgater TV shows that we've seen here recently. Do you think the TV shows that have our respective industries involved can do nothing but good? Or potentially could there be anything negative here that we might be willing to turn a blind eye to? (laughs) That's a good question. I mean, I... I think it depends on how these shows treat them. And typically television in order to get higher ratings will do, as you know, whatever they need to do. There's, there's plenty of, of the dark side of tailgating that can be shown on these, on these television shows. But I think primarily, I hope that they'll concentrate on the positive parts of tailgating. And, you know, there's a, you, you, you can't really define tailgating by any one thing, Greg. I mean, you can go in, in Cleveland or Birmingham, Alabama to, to any stadium and on one side of the stadium, you, you may have a Christian family that would never pick up a glass of a beer, but who loves to tailgate and, and, and cook food for people. And on the other side, you've got somebody with jello shooters and beer pong. And so tailgating reaches across such a wide spectrum, but that's an interesting question. I, 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 I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more about that. And we're touring with the idea of getting more and more into some video about tailgating and, Certainly, it would be interesting to see some of the, uh, you know, wackier sides of tailgating, but I hope that it'll be covered in a, in a positive spirit. Does the magazine have, like, pro sports in its sites as well? And, and I apologize for not knowing that in advance. Uh, or is it, I mean, tailgating widely known as a collegiate thing, but when you get into certain pro sports teams, obviously, you know, Buffalo Bills, uh, which I have been to Cleveland Browns, which uh, you know I live here, so I know what all that's about. Is there a lot of sports teams that are professional that do just as good as tailgating as those collegiate teams as well? Absolutely, I, I would say you know in terms of sheer numbers, you can't really compete with college because there's just so many more universities. But the thing about the NFL tailgates is. You know, those guys are – that's where all the tailgating clubs come from. That's where these groups serve hundreds of people and have been together for years and years and years. It goes on both on the college and the NFL level, but NFL and college are by far and away our two biggest areas of tailgating, and NASCAR is a close third to that. Uh, But, yes, um, 
NFL is we pay equal attention to the NFL as we do to college. In fact, we kind of call September, October our college blowout issue, and November, December sort of our NFL blowout issue. Lee Hurley joining me here on the show. He is the editor in chief of Tailgater Monthly magazine. Uh, Tailgater uh, at some point, but if you want to check out the website, Tailgater Monthly. Dot com. Uh, Lee, before I let you go, uh, anything coming up here in the next issue that we should be looking out for? Appreciate it, Greg, and I appreciate you having me on the show, too, by the way. But, uh, yeah, the September issue is our top 20 tailgates. And, um, and you know, I mean, um, I, I've got, why don't you try to guess a couple that are on there, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Uh, grills? Manufacturers. Tailgating colleges. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Ohio State University. Better be one. Absolutely. Damn right. The Buckeyes know how to party hardly. (laughs) (laughs) They're in the top ten. I better not guess the state up north. Of course, uh, everybody else would know that as the Michigan Wolverines, but we would never mention them here on this show. Of course. Absolutely, and I'll mention them again. So, but, but. Perhaps, unfortunately for you, they are absolutely a top 20 tailgate. <laughs> yeah, of course, because the big so thing anyway, is know how to party deal, hard. Is, um, that's, that takes up about 20-something pages of our magazine. We've got an wow. interview with Paul Feinbaum, and, and uh, we've got uh, our top 20 tailgates. We've got quotes from students at, at every one of the tailgates. We've got a, a six- or seven-page blowout on, uh, on beef to cook at tailgates. So it's, it's, uh, it's our college special issue. All right, so we're going to be looking for that, and that's the September issue. Of course, you can go ahead and sign up for it electronically, tailgatermonthly.com, or you can also uh, subscribe to it for that hard copy as well. Uh, Go to tailgatermonthly.com for all the information. Uh, Lee Hurley is the editor-in-chief. Lee, appreciate the time tonight. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Greg. You got it. Appreciate it. There he is. Lee Hurley. Is uh, tailgating a big thing? I don't know. What? Ohio State, you look. We could get into long, tedious discussions about what I think about Ohio State, really. I am Ohio University grad, proud alumni of the Bobcats, the oldest university in Ohio, founded in 1804. But look. You know, big D1 schools are big D1 schools, and Ohio State is one. All right. Uh, let me talk to you quickly about the folks over at Tasty Lakes Barbecue Supply. Fred Bernardo, his gang, of course, trusted online retailer, longtime supporter of the show. I just spoke with Fred a few days ago. He wanted me to make sure that you knew all of this things. Kamado Joe Cookers, Meadow Creek Cookers, spices, sauces, and accessories, much of these items already in stock, ready to ship to you directly. Now, maybe you've been looking for an Oak Ridge brine or rub. Have you been looking for the complete line of Plowboys, rubs, and sauces? How about those Smoke on the Wheels products? Doing absolutely fantabulous on the competition circuit. Tasty Licks has them all. Of course, you know by now that Tasty Licks Barbecue is your Big Green Egg headquarters, including many items for the Big Green Egg. You can't get anywhere else. Only made for Fred, only made for Tasty Lakes Barbecue, and they are ready to ship to you. They're in stock. Now, Tasty Lakes Barbecue carrying many of the big injection makers right now. How about Butcher's Barbecue? How about Cosmos Q? How about Barbecue Guru? All the related products and associated automatic temperature control devices. Tasty Lakes is a Green Mountain Grill pellet grill dealer as well. 
Fred just hosted a brisket class at his location in Shillington, Pennsylvania. Anybody go to that? You tell me. Attention teams. Take note. Tasty Licks is your competition headquarters as well. All supplies for competition teams. The pans are different sizes. The aluminum trays, the gloves, thermometers, turn-in boxes for practice. Make this your one-stop shop. TastyLicksBBQ.com is the place to go. So, what? So head on over. Now, enjoy the videos that Fred puts up on his page, and there are plenty to choose from. And don't forget, Tasty Licks has their own lines of barbecue rubs and sauces as well. you got to try those. When you order, drop Fred a line. You listen to the show. You hear them each and every week. I'm doing the live reads. You appreciate the support of this show, and you're going to support his business as well. It's Tasty Licks Barbecue. TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. All right. When we come back, Joe Haynes. You remember back in the old days? of uh, FM radio. We didn't make it or break it. Yeah, we're going to do that as well. Make it or break it. Coming up. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. All right, let's All right, the, the uh, first prize for tonight, a $10 gift certificate from the Barbecue Superstore, brought to you by Richard Parker and the gang over there. Uh, if you want to win a $10 gift card to the Barbecue Superstore, I highly recommend that you do this. Uh, you send me an email in the subject line. It says tailgatermonthly.com. Spell it all out. Don't cheap out tailgatermonthly.com. And you can win a $10 gift certificate from the Barbecue Superstore. Good luck. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Moonshine Bay, Suburban Respecter. Let's go! I'm an outlaw, give me two shots. We don't need a radio, bring a jukebox. For my outlaws, bring me three shots. We can raise hell before the speed stops. I'm a whiskey drinking SOB. If you don't like that, then you won't like me. I'm an outlaw. I said I'm an outlaw. All right, we are back. Winning the last competition, Kent Wheelis. Kent wins a lot. Kent Wheelis, Kent, uh, you don't need to send me anything. I'll go ahead and uh, send you that contact information right over. Just relax. It's an online type of deal. And uh, good for you for winning, buddy. You get to win that uh, deal with... Richard Parker and the gang over there at Kent. I'm sorry, at uh, Tailgater Monthly Magazine. All right. Uh, my next guest is a barbecue historian, a competitive barbecue cook, a certified barbecue judge, currently working on his master 
Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Now we're going to have to talk about that. Master judge qualification. Uh, recently uh, seen a spike in his barbecue songwriting uh, career as well. Let's welcome back to the show. Joe Haynes joining me here on the show. Joe, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Greg. How are you doing? All right, Joe. So you're a uh, certified master barbecue judge, correct? Master certified barbecue right, judge. I apologize. Kansas City, baby. Humbly, I apologize. Kansas City Barbecue Society. All right, so before we get into any of that, uh, what does that exactly quantify? Because I'm sure there's some people out there that have no idea what a master certified yeah. barbecue judge is. Well, Kansas City Barbecue Society, uh, you have to take a class to become a certified barbecue judge. It's, it's basically just an informative training class. And then uh, to become a master certified barbecue judge, um, you essentially have to judge 30 Kansas City Barbecue Society sanctioned events and cook with a barbecue team. So I have achieved all those. You also have to take a test. And um, uh, but, you know, by the time you've judged 30 contests, the test really should be a piece of cake. And uh, uh, really, I'll be honest with you, you learn the most, you know, when you cook. Uh, at a competition. Uh, that's, uh, I tell you what, the people that do it week in and week out, uh, my hat's off to them because it is a tremendous amount of uh, work, tremendous investment as far as time and money, and uh, uh, a lot of energy as well goes into it. So anyway, but that's that's what a master certified barbecue judge was. I'm kind of kidding, you know, I'm kind of pulling the old Dr. Evil thing, you know. Uh, I didn't spend seven years in evil school to be called Mr. Evil, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, no doubt about it. But look, I mean, I think it's uh, okay to say that, I mean, you're also a competitive barbecue competitor as well. Yeah, uh, my team, Man versus Pig, actually, uh, right now we've only done two contests. We've done one contest over the last two years, um, a local contest here called the Fredericksburg uh, Barbecue Jamboree. It's Kansas City Barbecue uh, Society sanctioned. Uh, the first year, uh, we uh, won first place ribs, second place chicken. Uh, we had about 28 or so other competitors, including the great uh, Tuffy Stone, uh, who we uh, uh, defeated. Uh, we didn't come in grand champion, but we placed, we, we placed uh, I believe, fourth overall. Tuffy came in fifth. Uh, in this last competition, there were about 65 teams. In fact, Barbecue Pitmasters um, uh, filmed a uh, an episode there. Uh, we won second place pork, which was quite an achievement uh, with the caliber of teams that were there. We felt very good about that, actually. Joe Haynes joining me here on the show. Obsessive, com- obsessive, nice English. Obsessive, obsessive. compulsive BBQ is the website. And try again, it. if you want to try that out, o c barbecue b a r b e c u e dot com uh, dot blogspot dot com is the website. We're working if you on the dot com part. Hey, that's all right. Uh, .blogspot.com if you want to check it out. You know, Joe, as far as that website is concerned, when did you start with that? And kind of like what's your fascination with the barbecue history and especially with like your region? Yeah. Um, I, I think I started a blog about a year ago or so. Uh, and it was basically to share information that uh, other people um, don't share, uh, mainly because other people aren't aware of it. Um, the main focus of my blog is basically the first and foremost thing is to just promote uh, barbecue, right? So I want to, you know, I share recipes, I share techniques for cooking things. Um, I kind of get sometimes get a little controversial, but that's just fine. Um, I have uh, various recipes there, but the uh, the secondary focus there is to um, promote the original American barbecue. 
and that is uh, Virginia barbecue. Uh, uh, American barbecue, what Americans think of as barbecue, was first cooked in Virginia. And uh, from Virginia, it spread out through the uh, uh, southeastern, southwestern uh, parts of uh, the country, eastern Texas, uh, Central Texas, they kind of have a little different thing going on. But if it's considered Southern barbecue, right, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Kentucky, Virginia, uh, Louisiana, Alabama, all of those areas in Eastern uh, Texas, um, the the uh, and Kansas City, even Memphis, the essence of what you think of as barbecue with the uh, the uh, the smoked meats, the vinegar, the cayenne, the salt, pepper, and the sauce, all of that was um, first. Uh, Created here in Virginia through the three influences of the English, Native Americans, and the Africans who were uh, brought here, obviously, against their will. Um, and um, uh, anyway, so that's the kind of the focus of the blog. I also have, you know, general uh, barbecue history uh, things going on there. For example, um, <laughs> uh, uh, barbecue, right? If, you, if you're a visitor to this country, the first thing you're going to notice is – Americans love this thing they call barbecue, right? It's like in our blood. It's in our genes. Um, I found um, I found an old newspaper that mentioned uh, something it called the barbecue trees up at the Capitol, uh, uh, planted at the Capitol uh, in the during the administration of uh, President Andrew Jackson. Uh, so anyhow, couldn't find any information on them other than that little that little newspaper article. I contacted the architect of the Capitol and started talking to him about it. And they were like, we've never heard of what you're talking about. We have no idea. But uh, they agreed to do some research looking through their archives. Uh, and I kind of thought, yeah, you know, they said, we'll get back to you. And I was like, yeah, sure, sure you will. Uh, well, sure enough, about two weeks later, they sent me this, all of this information. They found drawings of where the barbecue groves were located on the Capitol grounds. They had a drawing that was made of the uh, – of the groves in 1861. Uh, they have uh, notations about the groves that they were planted. One groves was planted uh, uh, for the Whigs to hold barbecues in. The other grove was planted for the Democrats to hold barbecues in. And, and I think that when, when, you, when you consider the fact that, wow, you know, valuable real estate on the Capitol grounds was used uh, to dedicate uh, space for barbecues, that just shows just how ingrained you know the barbecue tradition in this country is in our in, in our in, in in our the entire fabric of the country. So I just thought that was quite fascinating. I've got uh, uh, I've got a link to that on my uh, site. It was published online in the Smoke Signals magazine, and it was published in the April edition of the Kansas City Barbecue Society Bullsheet. If you want a uh, paper version of it. So anyhow, that's kind of the focus of my uh, blog, and I'm I'm kind of leading up to a book that I'm writing. Also about uh, uh, things that I've uncovered about uh, the history of barbecue, specifically in Virginia. And uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just uh, a fascinating thing to me, and it's kind of a labor of love. And so that's what my blog is all about. Joe Haynes joining me here on the show. Obsessive Compulsive BBQ is the blog, and if you want to check it out, OC barbecue.blogspot.com is the place to go. You know, another thing that seems to be kind of this obsession that you have, Joe, is this uh, barbecue songwriting compulsion. When did that start exactly? Yeah, I tell you, um, I started playing musical instruments when I was about 12 years old. My dad got me a banjo. And uh, when I was about 14, I started playing the guitar. 
And uh, when I was 17, I got a job in a local barbecue restaurant. And there, you know, the, the, the things that I love most, right, music and barbecue kind of converged. And in the last few years, I decided, well, you know, um, I might as well, uh, you know, take those two things that I enjoy so much and try to combine them. And, and I decided that the, uh, the ground rules would be the first rule of barbecue, and that is have fun. Right. So, uh, so I write, I write, I put together these little songs. I've put a couple of them up on my website, you know, distributed through YouTube. And, um, I've got a couple of more in the works, uh, and a couple of my friends, they help me out with them. And, uh, it's just all in fun. Some of it's kind of tongue in cheek. And if you pay attention closely to the videos, you can see kind of the, uh, you know, you can see some kind of the hidden messages, uh, uh, where people that, you know, that cook barbecue or cook competition barbecue or make a living cooking barbecue, they can compare the, uh, the images that are being shown and contrast those to the lyrics of the song and go, oh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, I see exactly what you're talking about. So, I don't know, it's just kind of a fun thing, tongue-in-cheek thing, uh, and it's something that I do uh, uh, just because, you know, that's those are the kind of things that I enjoy doing. It's completely fun. There's nothing financial about it. There's no business to it. It's just purely a hobby. It's a labor of love, you know, so that's what it is. So, if, you know, uh, if if other people enjoy it too, that's just you know sauce on the sauce on the pork butt, I guess. All right, so let's go ahead and do this. Let's go back like circa 1987 to the old make it or break it type of deals. You have your latest effort out right now, which is called Pitmaster, and we're going to go yeah. ahead and uh, play it right here. So you know, Joe, you're at oh, the yeah. behest or the uh, degradation of the instant chat room, which obviously is going to sit here. And uh, <laughs> we have a great oh, number boy. of people right here right now, so we're going to go ahead and punch it out here on the big screen. Uh, this is uh, Joe Haynes, ladies and gentlemen. It's called Pitmaster. Uh, for your review, it's Make It or Break It. You tell me on the instant chat if we should make it or break it. Uh, here we go. Uh, Pitmaster, lay back It'll and listen to this deal. Here we go. He kicks tires and he lights fires. He's queuing all night. Well, he never grows tired. Slow smoke meat, that's his only goal. As he puts a pig in the pit and he smokes it whole. He's a pit master. Well, he keeps fire down on the slope. He's stoking those coals till the smoke can blow. The weather doesn't matter, be it sun or snow. Cause ain't nothing gonna stop this backyard barbecue pro. He's a bit messed up. Breakdown. Get funky, Pitmaster. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, a live Make It or Break It segment. If you're listening here on the instant chat, it's Make It or Break It. If he makes it, this song is going to be indoctrinated into the bumper music here into the show. If it's Break It, well, we'll throw it out the window, the roof of the broadcasting excellence of uh, Barbecue Central Radio Show. You take a listen and tell me what you think. He loves the smell, the smoke and the meat, as it roasts real slow. 
Joe, I have uh, wonderful news for you with a score of uh, three to one. It's a make it, believe it or not. Sweet. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've not, not only have we uh, in, increased the number of listens to uh, the song, ever have the words <laughs> flown freely out of the pen as they have for this song? <laughs> uh, not, not very often, no. <laughs> <laughs> I even have a couple of stanzas I didn't put in the song, so they might come, in, come out in another version. Who knows? <laughs> All right. You never know. Uh, this is uh, Joe Haynes. You can find him at Obsessive Compulsive Barbecue, the website ocbarbecue.blogspot.com, and the uh, raging hit sweeping the country, Pitmasters, which will make its way into the barber music here of the Barbecue Central Show. Joe Haynes, uh, <laughs> Joe, appreciate joining me tonight. Thanks so much for doing it. Cool. appreciate it. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. Love your show, and I tune in every opportunity I get. And when I miss it, I always check out the archives. All Thank right. you much, man, for doing I this. I appreciate that. You got it. There's Joe Haynes, uh, pitmaster of man versus pig competition barbecue team and uh, OC Barbecue, obsessive compulsive barbecue. Check it out. Hey, I told you, you vote. Now you're going to have to listen to that song on the bumper music of this song from here on out. Folks, if you're like me, you know, every once in a while you're thinking out, you know, how can I step my barbecue and grilling gang up just a little bit? Well, friends, I've uh, hit the mother load here for you. It's uh, my friend Dave Bosca and all the good folks over at Butcher's Barbecue. Friends. We all know Butcher's Barbecue, well-known for the injections, the pork, the beef, now the prime injection, which is combined with all things loved from their beef injection, using its award-winning flavor enhancer and its ability to keep your brisket juicy. They have combined it with what has become the competition standard in beef flavor. Available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. Now, if you're looking for a go-to rubber sauce, no problem. You can get them all here as well. The steak and brisket rub, the honey rub, the premium rub, which works hand-in-hand, with the injections, a perfect one-two punch to impress friends and judges alike. Last but not least, Butcher's Barbecue Sweet Barbecue Sauce. Look, when it comes to sauce, I'm as picky as it gets. But Butcher's Barbecue Sauce wins in every category for me. Not overly sweet, a nice slice of tang. The right amount of back-end heat for crying out loud, no liquid smoke. Dave took the time and effort to make a quality sauce. And he didn't take the easy way out by adding that devil's urine, better known as liquid smoke. Grab a box of six. It's going to go fast. Trust me. From a house full of ladies, the butcher's barbecue sauce goes really fast. No worries on breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. Uh, it's $8.50 for uh, items totaling up to $55. Between $55 and $200, it's $9.75. Anything over $200 shipped exactly after tax, zero dollars and zero cents. Head on over to butcherbbq.com. Stock up right now. Butcherbbq.com. That's butcherbbq.com. Always trust your butcher. And don't forget, if you've decided to try another injection, which you've decided you hate, 
or your scores have started to tumble, take advantage of the trade-in program. Go to ButcherBBQ.com. Go to the trade-in link. Print off the label. Send whatever it is you have from the other commercial packer over to Dave. He'll weigh it, and he'll send you back in return the pork, the beef, or the prime injection. Quite simply, doesn't get any better than that. He's making sure you're happy. He's making sure his customers are happy. It's a win-win situation, ButcherBBQ.com. And again, always trust your butcher. We're here to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. Be right back. From the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Back 877-448-0433. You can also email the show if you want to, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Uh, if you have not bothered to take time to check out Joe Haynes' website, you might be doing yourself and your family a disservice. Lots of great history. As he said, you know, Virginia considered to be like Southern barbecue. You know, it's not uh, different regions, different states. Virginia is where it counts. That's the line of delineation. You take it for what it's worth. OC Barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E.com, OCBarbecue.com. You tell me. Is it right? Is it wrong? Does he have a lot of great information? Yes. Also... Before Joe, we had Lee Hurley from Tailgater Monthly, tailgatermonthly.com. If you want to check out that particular publication, you join it. They might be changing here in just a little bit, but for now, it's Tailgater Monthly Magazine. If you're a barbecue or griller or professional sports fan or college sports fan, you need to check this magazine out. Huge stuff that you might not get in any other publication. We'll be back with the second hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to fine how's it going 
You have a great show. I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate fifty four wieners. Listen, Laverne, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working right now. All right, just like that, we're in the second hour. 877-448-0433, 877-448-0433, Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com. Family emails are the worst. Who's this? Oh. Blake, incorrect and late. Nevertheless, uh, let me thank my guest from the past hour, Lee Hurley, joining me from Caligator Monthly Magazine. You can also uh, find his particular effort at tailgatermonthly.com if you want to check out that particular I think it's worth the checkout. You can sign up for it for free with the elect- with the electronic version. You can also get uh, the hard copy if you just got the most recent copy. You found uh, this guy in it. Page 22. 22. Still to come tonight, Danielle, Danielle Domofsky from DivaQ uh, will be joining us about 13 minutes from now. Uh, on the show next week, huge show. I can't believe how big the show is next week. In fact, I'm uh, hesitant to tell you exactly who is on it, but why not? Because I'm here to uh, make sure that I'm telling you the truth. Uh, on the show next week, Derek Riches from BBQ.about.com, Rob Lindars from Grill Girl. Dot com and Tony Belay from Arno Smokers, the uh, one of the newest sponsors of the show, all set to join me. Wait, did I mention that Competitive Eater and the first ranked number one competitive eater in the country, nay, the world, Joey Chestnut, joins me next week as well? Oh, yeah. That's right. All right, so we got some time left. Uh, look, everybody knows that this uh, baby has uh, joined us uh, now. Uh, the biggest baby announcement ever is uh, coming from across the pond. Uh, across the pond, of course, affectionately known as England. And why not go ahead and jump over there? I have hooked up, believe it or not, a British Times correspondent to talk about this new baby. I. Uh, you probably don't know him. You probably don't love it, but his name is uh, Christopher Hope joining me here on the show. Christopher, what can you tell me about the uh, the new baby? Um, well, Greg, uh, thank you for having me on your show. It's quite an honor to be here on your uh, barbecue show. Of course, you would know that if you're any type of fan of barbecue, that the mad cow joined... The ranks of the World Elite Barbecue in 2004 when they won the Jack Daniels. Of course, uh, you would know that. But nevertheless, uh, both Prince William and his wife, uh, the princess of such and such, 
has had a new baby, and we have been camped out here like crazy maniacs, hoping to catch a glimpse of this new baby, and certainly we have, and certainly he has one of the most uh, affectionate faces we have ever seen on a newborn. Uh, that's what I have to report here. Uh, thank you for asking me to uh, join your show. Well, uh, Chris, I'm, uh, that's great news. First of all, let me say that we are absolutely happy that the you know the one thing that I find fascinating, Chris, and maybe you can help me uh, exploit this just a little bit. You have this aristocracy, this uh, aristocratness. That's not even a word as far as the royal family is concerned. Uh, but these people have no power. They're not able to chop anybody's heads off. They can't tax the rich. They can't tax the poor. They can't tax the middle class. Uh, but yet uh, new babies and princesses and princesses and kings are heralded over there. Uh, what exactly is uh, going on over there, and, and what can we expect here from this new baby's effort? Uh, well, Greg, that is absolutely a fantastic question, and I'm here to field it. You know, uh, for a number of years, I've often uh, thought to myself, aside from soccer, what can be more pathetic uh, waste of time than the aristocracy? I can't believe it. It has to be now the newest born child of Prince William and whatever his wife is. People have been camped out in this wing of this hospital for whence Prince William was once brought out a mere 31 years ago by his father, Prince Charles, and Princess Diana, of course, which has passed tragically a number of years ago. It's, some, it's a sight to behold. And by the way, this humdinger has been clocked in at well over eight pounds. He is a big Brit. And of course, as you know, Greg, uh, Brits are not well known for uh, their wide variety of culinary fare. We don't eat uh, this barbecue that you would talk about here on this show and so forth. Uh, of course, we have had a influx of barbecue knowledge uh, with the help of certain societies over there in the States, bringing it over to here into the UK. But look... Uh, to look at any of our people and to say that we are barbecue or grilling aficionados is certainly misfalse and mistaken. But this baby is certainly a sight to behold. And let me tell you, as being a top journalist over here in Britain, you can obviously see I'm standing right over by the tails of Big Ben. This is a huge, a huge undertaking for us, and we take it with not a slight of caution. And let me tell you something. This is a great time for us over here, and it's certainly a great time for you as well. I uh, have to go catch a Bobby over here. Uh, good night to you, sir. And uh, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, wait a second, Chris. I have something else to ask you. Hello? Hello? Uh, hello? Well, all right. Just like that, he's gone. Christopher Hope joining us here from the Barbecue you know, one of the other things that I have going on in my life, folks, right now, aside from uh, aristocratic births over in a country that doesn't belong to me, nor do the uh, aristocrats, well, aristocrats is bad. Uh, the aristocracy have actually any control over there, which I would refuse, is uh, summertime softball, tournament softball. And that, of course, uh, comes with cheers. Uh, here's my daughter's team. 
with a cheer for your uh, revelation. Crazy. Look at that. My one's in the middle. I All right, so look at that. It's crazy. Crazy good. How could you make it any better than that? This is how you can make it any better than that. Who's that guy at the bottom? That guy go. Wow. He's just one of those girls, that guy. Can somebody get that freak out of there? What's going on with that? That guy. That whole team is crazy. They're saying it's awesome. That's what they're saying. For are you kidding me? Forget it about. It. Uh, Tim Holt asking me, "Have you run into the lasers? Uh, I ran into the ten U lasers, and they kicked our ass. I'm not even kidding. They beat us in the championship game. Oh, we didn't win. Thank you, Tim, for rubbing it in." By the way, my daughter potentially trying out for the lasers next year. Tim, you know what that means. Tim? Well, let me talk to you for a few minutes about the longest-running sponsor of the show located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru Gang. Look, if you're thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cooker, then stop here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why would you buy from anyone else? I don't know. You tell me. Not familiar with how these little beauties work? I'm not going to get into minute details, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature, and once set, it keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. This is real-life technology. You can take advantage of this technology today. Now, maybe you're a busy working professional, or perhaps you're constantly on the run with the kids doing errands. Quite frankly, you don't have the time to sit around and tend pit temperature control devices. Or pit temperatures. Correct. Right? Quite frankly, the Barbecue Guru allows you to throw your pork butt, your briskets, or a couple slabs of ribs on, and you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. And the Barbecue Guru maintains the temperature you set it at. Now, there's a number of different models to choose from. The uh, CyberQ Wi-Fi, yes. 
the CyberQ2, yes, the DigiQ DX2, yes, the newest member of the family, the Party Q, at $129 for most cookers. The Party Q, the easiest point of entry for tip, pit temperature control devices. Wait a second, did I say tip? Its self-contained package runs on double A batteries. You can take it from one pit to the next pit to the next pit. I affectionately refer to it as the hooker of automatic pit temperature control device. Now, maybe you're looking for a pit. The Onyx oven has you covered. This, of course, works well with all the barbecue guru pit temperature control devices. It accommodates half and full pans for food service. works seamlessly with any other item that you might have going into it. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU, or you can go to the website, thebbqguru.com, and they'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box, 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're back with Daniel Domofsky of DBQ right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. stuff away people give us stuff on the show to give away no money for you that's why it's free send an email on its way when i tell you to that's why we give stuff away Your chance to win a bottle of Jim Elser's Sweet Smoke Q, Sweet Smoke Q juice. I used it in my pork butt this past weekend. No light. Two. I had a torrential rain, which you would not believe. Sweet Smoke Q juice saved my ass. I'm not even going to get into how wet I got or how monsoon-like the rain was at 3 o'clock in the morning. Because everybody loves to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning right now. Sweet smoke Q juice saved my ass. I also used it as a sauce injection like mix. Rave reviews from everybody that ate it on uh, Saturday. All right, uh, your chance to win in the subject line Sweet Smoke Q juice. Spell it right. And we're back with Danielle Domofsky right after this. Uh, good luck for the Sweet Smoke Q juice, buddy. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe.
Uh, Dee, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yeah, well, can you hear great. me? Yeah, well, when you turn the microphone on, you can hear everybody. Okay. First time doing the show live, I guess. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, my first guest tonight, the second hour, uh, no stranger to the show. She is the pit master of DVQ Competition Barbecue Team. She has her own show out there on the Travel Channel right now called Barbecue Crawl. And just this past Sunday, showed up on Barbecue Pitmasters as the guest judge. We welcome back DVQ. To- okay, we already did that. All right, so where to start with you tonight, Daniel? How about Barbecue <laughs> Crawl? You were uh, on a handful of months ago here on this show talking about you know how it came together and when it might yeah. possibly air in Canada. Fast forward, and it has already played in your neck of the woods. Now it's here in the States on Travel Channel. Before we come to the USA review, how did it go over in Canada from a business standpoint? Did it do better than expected and, and kind of, you know, what was what was the thought, and, and did it come in above around expectation? What do you know? Well, I will tell you, it was an absolute smash hit. Uh, the ratings were three or four times higher than they expected. Really? So it, doesn't get, it doesn't get much better than that. Oh. Um, it yes. is an absolute hit. And that's just the, the Canadian side of things, right? That's just the Canadian things. And then we moved on after it played um, very successfully on the Travel and Escape Network here in Canada. That's with Blue Ant Media and RTR Media. Uh, It moved very successfully over to the U.S. Right. So here's the uh, transition over to that. So it shows up here in the States beginning, you know, this month on the Travel Channel. So comparing, you know, what is a big cable channel here in the states what isn't a big cable channel here in the states travel definitely a top tier programmer yeah it is and we're very excited about that of course you know one of the things is is that being on a mainstream channel is huge uh it's it's so exciting i love the fact that uh so many people have access to our show and that uh you know they're enjoying it and the numbers are really good so I'm thrilled. I'm happy for our entire production team that has worked their butts off. I was going to say, you know, at the end of that question, it was like, you know, it was doing really well in Canada here in the States. I mean, we're obviously not through the season yet, but, you know, from a business standpoint, what are they thinking of it from a travel channel standpoint here in the States? Well, uh, I think that it's going extraordinarily well. You know, I'm I'm not at liberty to discuss numbers, but I will tell you, it was extraordinarily well received so far. I'm thrilled. For everybody watching it, and, and we're getting amazing feedback, and uh, I couldn't be any happier. All right, Danielle Demosky joining me here on the show. Uh, if you want to check her out here on the web, it's a Diva Q, like the letter Diva, and then the letter Q, dot C-A, Canada, dot C-A, uh, because that's yep. where she's from, quite frankly, Canada. You know, how do you feel personally about the show now that it has aired in Canada, it's airing here in the States? All the BS aside, you lived it, you filmed it, you saw what it was like raw, you see what it's like finished. You know, how are you finding the show as you're watching it? Well, one of the great things about the show is that the star of the show actually is barbecue. Uh, It's not me. It's not anybody else. It's barbecue. We celebrate barbecue joints. We celebrate barbecue restaurant owners. We celebrate, you know, the pit masters that are doing it every day, day in and day out. And then we have the competition side, which is so crazy and fun and, you know, ridiculously frustrating sometimes. Um, I feel if there's one word I'm going to say, it'd be proud. I just feel proud about it. All right. So when we're talking about all of this different stuff, in regards to what happened on the show, 
how, how does the show like come together? I mean, you have all these different personalities kind of show up. You know, I mean, we've only seen I think maybe three or four shows here in the states. You know, you have you know these set of characters this week. You have these set of characters that week. Is that all something that's set up like way ahead of time for you, or is it something you just kind of fall into? How does that whole thing take place? Well, it takes a lot of planning. I, what people don't realize is even with an unscripted uh, um, show, it's a lot of planning. We plan out uh, six to eight weeks. Uh, we book the competitions in advance. However, the entire show, uh, the original series took almost three to four years to get to air. Uh, and I'm, I'm one of the co-creators. Um, so I'm very proud of that as well, along with Kit Redmond, Emily Glenn, uh, Janet Keen, and uh, the entire team at RTR Media and Blue Ant Media. So it takes a village, really. It really does. Um, in addition, it takes a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, a lot of organization because we are on a real road trip. So everything has to be kind of planned in advance. However, we are definitely of the opinion that it's always better to stop and capture something um, than give it up. So basically, if we if I see something that I think we need to cover, we cover it, which is great. Danielle Lomofsky joining me here on the show, divaq.ca, if you want to check it out here while we're uh, talking a little bit on the Barbecue Central show. Let me ask you something, Danielle. Mm-hmm. Do you troll any of these uh, internet forums to see what other people might be saying <laughs> about this show? Or is that something? Look, I mean... I have I, I have not seen anywhere near the exposure, if you want to call it fame, you know, whatever, uh, with the show that I've been doing the last five or six years. I do yep. not, I don't, I don't Google Barbecue Central show. I don't Google Barbecue Central radio show. I am of the firm belief that, uh, you know, there's going to be, let's say, a haters no matter what. Are you trolling inter- internet forums to see, like, what's happening or the reviews of the show here in the States? Did you see or clear that stuff? Um, you know, I, I've seen a few things. Um, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, the messages I get, um, and, and funny enough, I just even as I'm on the on the net with you, you know, I, I've just got six more messages. The feedback Facebook or the Facebook feedback is huge. The Twitter feed is huge. However, there is always going to be a visible minority that absolutely hates the show. So, you know, one of the things is, is that I actually got some advice from an extraordinarily wise man. Name? And I will t- I'm not going to tell you Wait. his name cuz that, that's between him and I. Wait, what's rule number what's rule number 1 to the show? No names please, right? Of course, no names please. No names, absolutely no names. So I he gave me some wonderful wonderful advice. And that they are the few, the scared, the weak, the cowardly and being nasty makes them feel big. And that, you know, they are hating publicly because it makes them feel important. It makes them feel better. You know, one of the cool things is, um, is that I, I think I'm above that. I think a lot of barbecue people are above that. And so it's really a minority group of people. You know, it, it's kind of funny. And if I want to put this in really blunt terms, which is, you know, Greg, I've known you for years <laughs> now. And <laughs> blunt is definitely a word I would use to describe myself. And here's what I'll say. I'm a fat chick from the suburbs of Barrie, Ontario. I'm a mom of three. I've worked my ass off, and I have a barbecue show on in the U.S. and in Canada, and it's a successful hit. So as far as I'm concerned, I've already won because the strength of my show is with all of the incredible barbecue people and 
all of the incredible barbecue friends and family that I have. So the success is not just mine. The success is actually putting out barbecue as it is in, in no structured format and say, you know what? This world is so cool and so much fun. And that's the true winner here. And you know what? The haters can continue to hate. I don't give a rat's ass. Yeah. So that's like the dovetail question is there's a saying out there that haters going to hate. And for the people that think that maybe you shouldn't have a show or that should be somebody else hosting that show, do you have anything to say to them or should they just shut the fuck up and be (laughs) jealous and be the quiet in the most respectful manner possible? Well, you know, everybody's entitled to voice their opinion. But if you have to voice your opinion loudly and to put somebody down to make yourself feel better, I think that says a lot more about that person's character than mine. All right. So here's what I'm going to do right now. And forgive me for a few minutes I'm going to take up here. But, you know, I'm going to tell you what I like about the show. And what endears me most about the show is the fact that it, It's one that I have most likened to potential barbecue success, which means that it needs to have a consistent main character. That would be you. The audience can get invested in. That would be you. If you go back through the archives of this show and we talk about barbecue TV, my main point is that we don't get the time to invest in a team on a lot of these shows that we see that ends up being kind of like this disconnect at some point. But with your show, Sure, some of the hangers-on change out each and every week, but you're there every show. You take us through barbecue restaurants, which I guess, to be honest, I could take or leave, but we get to see you at different barbecue competition settings. We get to see the trials, tribulations that you're putting up with at those events, and this is what makes it good for me. Hell, people might like it more if they could see more like uh Maybe I would like it more if I could see more personal diva time and drop the restaurants all together. That's what I'm looking for in a barbecue TV show, the personal side, the competition side of things. This is as close to perfect that I have seen a barbecue show on TV right now. And yes, to be perfectly transparent, I like you. And uh, I think that out of all the barbecue people I know, I've had you on the show the longest. And I can say that you know I knew you when you weren't so-and-so, I know you now. But look, in a very long-winded way, in a look-at-me kind of way, I like to show the way this has been put together, and the audience has well, and screw everybody else, and that's what i got to say about that. Thanks, Greg. I mean, you know, that's, that's, this that's is really kind of stuff. you to say. Yeah. You know, but here's, here's what I will say. I do believe that there is an absolute place for all the types of barbecue shows that are on there. You know, this is just one format that seems to be working um, and working extraordinarily well. The other thing is, you know, I'm absolutely beloved of Barbecue Pitmasters. I love it in all of its forms. Um, I love competing on there. It was such a fun experience multiples of times. So, you know, it's it's. I think that there's uh, room for all of these things to happen. All right, so we're going to get into the Barbecue Pitmasters, obviously, here in a minute, but... You know, as we, uh, how many uh, total shows, for people to know, how many total shows of Barbecue Crawl were there that are going to be airing here in the States? Uh, and, and, like, how many have already aired? Well, right now we have done, we did a complete full season, um, which is awesome because that means that we had 10 full episodes. Um, you know, the hope is to certainly um, have them all air on a, 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 and network. And the great thing is, is that episode five is coming up um, tomorrow, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Uh, 7 Central on the Travel Channel. And I live tweet every single episode, which is great. 
and we have a total of 10 episodes completely. And, you know, we've got, uh, we've got, uh, if you go to my Twitter links, you can see the full episode, um, you know, breakdown. We went to as many places as we could get to within the time constraints we had. You know, that's one of the biggest, I think, challenges is that, you know, you always would like to go out to more places. Um, but at the end of the day, we only have so many weeks and so much time. So, you know, we went to Texas, we went to Arkansas, we went to Tennessee, we went to Mississippi, Alabama, Atlanta, North Carolina, Kentucky, and Missouri and Kansas. And it was all awesome. And if I could go to more places, I would. Um, and certainly we can certainly hope in the, in the future to, uh, uh, to do that. If I'm listening to every place that you listed, if anybody is, and even a novice barbecuer listening to the show, reading your blog or whatever the face may be, you know, you've hit pretty much all of the quote-unquote meccas that have to do with barbecue. So it's not like you're leaving any stone unturned. Well, you know, I, you know I'm you know, i a fat chick that likes to eat, honey, and I've eaten at over 150 barbecue joints. Love them. I don't ever get sick of it. Um, the only barbecue I get sick of is my own. I just don't want to eat my own stuff. I love eating other people's barbecue left, right, and center. And uh, I think that there is a never-ending list of barbecue places we still could go to. Is there any talk by either channel that you may or may not be able to divulge about, like a, a renew? I mean, obviously... Any effort going into a TV show is to be, you know, this one that's renewed over and over and over again where you're like the star of the channel. Is there any been, has there been talk by either Canada or the United States about renewing the show already? I would say wait and see and that you just never know where I'm going to show up. How about that? All right. I'll take that as a yes. I'm not a psychic, nor do I believe in them, but I know good news when I hear it. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about the barbecue pitmasters here in a second, but in just a uh, summeratory sense for barbecue crawl for all of uh, you know the good stuff that you have heard about it, better than expected for you. I mean, this is something you said you put four or five years in development, getting it here to where it is right now. Has it exceeded all expectations for you? Well, you know the thing is, Greg, it's my life. I love my life. Um, I don't want to open up a restaurant at this point in my life. I don't want to do anything but what I'm already doing right now. I already loved, I already loved my life before the show. Uh, the show just facilitates it a little bit better. And so I'm absolutely thrilled with it. I am so proud of the work that we did. Um, my producer, my director, Emily Glenn, Kit Redmond, RTR Media, Travel Channel in the U.S., um, you know, Travel and Escaping Canada, Blue Ant Media. I could not be any more proud. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled with the response. Would you ever consider opening up a freaking restaurant? Maybe later on in life when the kids are much older. But you know what? I'm still a mom. Older and like a mom of smaller children. And and my thing is is that um you know, for example, I've been out for the last eight weekends competing. Yeah. Um, over half of those are by myself, just by myself. And I just decided this weekend I was tired. I'm done for this weekend. And it's great. My kids and I hung out all day on the couch watching movies, having a blast. I want to be able to do that. And if I open up a restaurant, I can't do that. You know, you see you on Barbecue Crawl and you see you out on competition trails when I've had you on the show, you know, regardless of TV fame or what have you. You have a team with you. When you're out there doing it by yourself, what kind of a dynamic is that to go from a team to go with Danielle herself in a competition atmosphere? Well, you know, one of the things is is that uh, nobody else cooks on my team no, 
other than myself anyways. It's always been like that. Uh, the team always sets up and does a fantastic job with like, like Jesse, my girl, man. She, when she's around, I don't have to worry about boxes and she keeps everything all running really smoothly. And, and the boys set up all the stuff and, and they keep all the coolers filled with lots of cold beverages and they make my life a lot easier when you're competing by yourself. It, it is what it is. I mean, there's lots of guys that do it on an ongoing basis. Kelly works for one. He does it all the time by himself. There's, yeah. there's tons of teams that are out there that do it by themselves. I don't, I don't think there's anybody else from Canada coming doing it solo all the time, but, uh, I just have to, you know, drive a little bit further most often, most often, but you know what? It just makes you more focused. It makes you, you don't have any downtime. You know, when, when the teams there, I have downtime, I can sit and I can socialize. I can talk with other people a little more often. Um, you know, when you're by yourself, you know, it is what it is. You've got to stay completely focused and driven and uh, away you go. Do you think you get any degradation at all because you're from Canada and not here from the U.S. when it comes to barbecue? Are you looked at as like a second class citizen in that regard at all? No, you know, I got to say that that's one of the few minor things, you know, because I'm a fat chick, I get treated differently. You know, if I was a beautiful, you know, Victoria's Secrets model out there on the barbecue trail, maybe it'd be treated a little bit differently. Um, but the people that matter the most to me are the ones that are real barbecue cooks that understand that I'm working my ass off, that respect the fact that I do work very hard and that uh, I try to do as much of this, you know, on my own uh, like anybody else would. You know, I'm just another barbecue person. I just happen to be a chick. And that's that. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, Danielle Demosky joining me here on the show. You can find her at divaq.ca. That's diva and then the letter q.ca. Looking at my new kitty just here off to the right side of me, Daniel. Uh, so if you want to check her out while we're uh, talking, you can go ahead and hit up that website as well. Uh, I'm going to put you on hold here just for a second, Diva. We're going to talk about R&O Smokers here. Uh, they are the newest sponsor here of the show, of course. Uh, one of two new sponsors, of course. Uh, R&O Smokers is a custom pit builder combining innovation and art in each of their cutting-edge offset and vault-style barbecue pits. So look... You're like, hey, I don't like offset pits, or I only like vault-style pits. These are guys that can do both styles and do it effectively. Located in the heart of Texas near Fort Worth, Granbury, Texas has been the home of Arno Smokers since the beginning. Arno Smokers has continued to widen its range using its visionary planning, both on the design level and the quality of craftsmanship to bring their customers the finest custom pits on the market. Again, whether it be offset, whether it be vault style you choose, maybe you might call them on the phone and say, can I have a vault style and an offset on one? Why not? It's your money. If you've been looking for a custom pit without the hefty price tag and weight of some other manufacturers here on the market, why not make this your first choice? Mention you heard Arno Smokers here on the Barbecue Potential Show receive an additional discount off the already low price. For more information, follow their link on the Facebook page, which can be found on the Barbecue Central Show website. That's thebbqcentralshow.com. Either look for their logo on the bottom right hand of the main page. You can also go to the sponsor page. You can also go to the links page. Number of ways to find them. Click the logo or go to the sponsor page or go to the link page. You can find them. Facebook page or contact Billy Overton or Tony Belay, respectively, at Billy. Wait for the spelling, B-I-L-L-I-E, Billy underscore R-O, R-O Smokers at Yahoo.com, or Tony, T-O-N-Y, underscore R-O Smokers at Yahoo.com. And don't forget, check out their Facebook page regularly for weekly drawings, 
and giveaways from their barbecue partners as well. Arno Smokers, a proud new sponsor here on this show. We're happy to have them. And again, if you don't want to bother you know, with some of the long weights or long lead times, some of those other offset pit manufacturers, some of the other vault style, why not check them out? Uh, their main page, RN, like the letter N, RNOSmokers.com, or check out their Facebook page. They're just great partners to deal with, and uh, you can check them out. We're back with Danielle Domofsky right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. All right, the last giveaway tonight is Purple Pork Masters Barbecue Sauce. Sounds weird. Purple Pork Masters Barbecue Sauce brought to you by uh, Don G. And, of course, all the good uh, friends on the Purple Pork Masters team. They've done very well at uh, Memphis and May, by the way. Uh, So if you want to win Purple Pork Masters Barbecue Sauce, you hit me up with an email in the subject line, divaq.ca. Spell it all out. Don't. Don't half-ass it, goddammit. DivaQ.ca for your chance to win a bottle of Purple Pork Masters barbecue sauce. Good luck. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we're back, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. We rejoin our conversation uh, with friend of the show, Danielle Damoski, host of Barbecue Crawl. Uh, we're going to diverge a little bit from that here for the remainder of the show here, Danielle. We'll talk a little barbecue pitmasters. You look, maybe I'm the most idiotic person when it comes to the Internet. I had no idea you are going to be the guest judge on this past <laughs> week's barbecue pit masters but here you are you've competed in previous seasons but now you're getting turned around you tell people their food is good or bad certainly a different deal altogether how do you feel about being a judge versus being a competitor on that show well i really like any opportunity original media has given me um i'm i've always felt really blessed to be able to come on pit masters more than once um the other thing is is that you know, anytime you get out to be a judge, it's, 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 I take it really seriously. You know, you're, you're, I've been on the other side of that, that table and I know how challenging and how personal it can get. And you just, uh, you know, you want to do your very best. So it was, uh, it was a great opportunity and I really appreciate it, but it's very difficult. Uh, no doubt about it. Daniel Damoski joining me here on the show. You know, you had some pretty big names in that contest. Was there any like, trepidation that they might think you aren't qualified enough to be on that judging table or to, to, to judge their food or not even an instant in your thought? No, I really think that it, it, I am an absolutely qualified judge. I'm going to say that straight out. I absolutely believe I'm a qualified judge. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I can't think of another single person who has traveled more eaten more different types of barbecue, experienced barbecue crawl or bar- barbecue culture from one end of Canada and one end of the U.S. and back, plus multiples of different sanctioning bodies like uh, Canadian Barbecue Association, like Pacific Northwest Barbecue Association, like, you know, like there's, I think I'm absolutely qualified. So I didn't have any feedback um, or feeling that I wasn't qualified to do that job. All right. So in the same vein, 
is it intimidating to be a judge on that table with the likes of a Tuffy Stone and a Myron Mixon? You know, there's a lot of winning that has taken place within that table uh, just amongst the two of them. Is that uh, intimidating yeah. at all for you? No, neither one of them intimidate me at all. I mean, I've known Myron and, and Tuffy for quite a few years now on the circuit. Um, you know, Myron and I, I've, I've never had any issues with either one of them. Uh, at the end of the day, it's all barbecue, and everybody has their own personal interpretation. I don't intimidate easily at the best of times, so it's just not going to happen. How did the episode unfold in real life compared to what we saw? Is it pretty much true to form how we saw it in that finished product this past Sunday, or were some things that we missed out on that didn't make it to the finished product table? Well, I think in every production, you have to accommodate the size of the episode that is going to air. Uh, one of the great things is is that you know nobody uh, influences your judging ability. So like you know it's not like Tuffy or Myron you know said oh do you you know you've got to judge this way or you've got to do this way. Everybody judges on their own accord, um, and I, I'm just I'm really pleased that you know nobody tries to influence each other. Your opinion is your opinion, and you know justifiably so. It's. Uh, it's you know there's minor little things that that have to be cut for for production and that's about it. So what you see is really what you get. You know sometimes they want you to repeat things so that they have a clear enunciated uh, voice for TV because they want to make sure that you know people can get heard. That's very important to them. They also want to make sure. I will tell you this. Uh, Pitmasters really does a great job of trying to certainly, um, you know, present the teams in the best light possible unless, you know, they've done something really stupid. And, of course, why wouldn't you show that? Daniel Domofsky joining me here on the show. Is there or, or, or was there any unmentioned thought that Rod Gray was going to win that thing no matter what? No, not at all. Really? Absolutely, 100% really. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, everyone is judged. You know, every day, you know, you can go out to a barbecue contest and, and anywhere you are. And you can compete against people that have been doing it for years and years and years. And you can compete against somebody who just got there. And on that given day, that might be the better person. So never, nobody ever said, you know what, oh, of course Rod's going to win. Not a single whisper of that happened anywhere because once again – the judging is on blindness. So you don't see whose food it is. You're judging a box of meat. You don't have an inclination of who it is. You can make your own guesses, but at the end of the day, nobody talks about that. And the only time you talk is after all the scores have been tallied. You know, at least so one- they have they have an extraordinarily high level of integrity when it comes to their judging. All right, so at least one of those teams turned in exactly not one, not two, but three in the box. Uh, yep. You know, bad idea, good idea, given the amount of judges. What do you think? You know, I always like to turn in personally, and this is my own personal feeling. I love to turn in full boxes, no matter what the situation. I, I think a fuller box always looks better, looks more appetizing. Um it, it is it is my personal opinion that I think for KCBS, at least, if you're turning in a fuller box of meat, you're showing a judge more confidence in your food. All right, so let me ask you this. You mm-hmm. mentioned KCBS. This isn't a KCBS-sanctioned contest. No, it is as not. Much as Let's they, make that as, very clear. This as, is absolutely not KCBS. As much as they want to make it, it's not, which I don't know why it is. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. But uh, 
if you are, you just said it, if you are turning in food for you, I mean, in, inevitably we're humans judging the show. Yep. So it, technically speaking, if you saw three bones in that, it shouldn't make a difference. If you saw an overwhelming amount of garnish in that box, it shouldn't make a difference. But it really does, doesn't it? I think you need to judge the food on the food that's presented. It has nothing to do with the amount of ribs that are in there? No, you have, you know, doesn't matter. I think it's a psychological from from an appearance standpoint. If you turn in three ribs that took, uh, if you if you turn in three ribs that look dry, then your appearance mark is obviously going to be lower. Uh, what looks better, a box of meat that's nice and full and juicy looking, or three dried out looking ribs? I'm not saying that these were dried out looking ribs. I'm right. just saying, for example. All right. So uh, the other issue, or the other meat that was in, uh, well, okay. So I didn't mention it. So there was uh, spare ribs that everybody trimmed down to St. Louis style cuts, and then there was brisket flats, not yep. whole packers as we call them in the industry, uh, but there were flats, burnt ends. Now a sticky subject with me potentially because I'm a snob. You know, I get the idea that you know some of these guys wanted to do a little bit different stuff, not just turn in slices. But aren't burn ends really coming off of the whole brisket or what we would call the point versus just the flat or am I way off base? No, I definitely do the point. I mean, I turn in burn ends whenever they're delicious. I don't turn in burn ends when they're, you know, they don't taste good enough. Um, however, I, I think that there's something to be said for creativity in a judge. If a judge can, or, or not if a judge, if a contestant can turn in something that tastes like a burnt end off of a flat, all the power to them. Can they? Why not? I don't know because it's not. It doesn't matter. No, nobody says that the burnt ends have to come from the point. The point is used because it's fattier and it's more delicious and it's rendered out. However, if you have a beautiful marbled flat and you can get some beautiful delicious cubes out of it and you can turn them in and a judge will score you high, why wouldn't you? All right. So in that show, when the pitmaster turns in his interpretation of burn ends off a flat. It doesn't get him the victory. Uh, Rod ends up winning that competition. Did he just have the best slices in the box, hands down, bar wannabe burn ends or or whatever the fact may be, or were those burn ends a detriment to that pitmaster? I honestly cannot tell you. I can't remember at this point. You have to remember how many months ago this was, and I didn't Wait, get... this just happened last weekend. What are you talking about? <laughs> In your world, it just happened last weekend. In my world, it happened a few months ago. Right. And sadly, because I'm in Canada, are you ready for this? I can't even watch my own uh, you know, show on oh, Deadmaster. no. Damn Canada again. That darn Canada thing, you know, one of those wonderful international regulations is they don't want to uh, you know, lose out on advertising dollars, so it's not available to me. All right, so are you able to tell us, uh, and I was getting a lot of questions about this in the chat, but I actually wrote it down because I'm a superior interviewer. Are you able to tell us how close these scores were between three pitmasters? Was it like a mere fraction? Was it a blow away? What do you know? I think you should contact Original Media for that information. If I get John Marcus on here, there's a very good chance he might not be wearing pants again like he was on my last <laughs> interview. Never right, nevertheless. Look, let me ask you something. I uh, talked to Melissa Cookston a few months ago, and she had revealed that she was going to be like the new full-time uh, barbecue yep. pitmaster judge here on this show. All things being equal, all things being I would like to do that, I wouldn't like to do that. Is that something you'd like to do? No, I don't think so. 
No. Um, I, 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 I don't think I, I could do it, actually. Um, would do? Yes. Could do? Probably not. Because remember, I have my own show now. Yeah. And my own show is going so successfully that, um, you know, you have to consider that they're on different networks, <laughs> which is a, which is a bit of an issue. Uh, different production teams, different schedules. I think Melissa is a phenomenal choice. Phenomenal. I mean, you have the probably the most accomplished um, MBN cook of all times right there. Um, Maybe I I can't remember what the difference between her and Myron is. You have a woman that has uh, a restaurant with John and her husband who is putting out extraordinarily great food day in, day out. So you have somebody who has all of these attributes and all these skills and has a. uh, very much a presence. I think she's an ideal choice. All right, so here's the final question. Yeah. You know, if somebody asked you to be the judge on Barbecue Pitmasters or whatever, I mean, is that something that pays good? I mean, look, bottom line, when you get into television, when you get into the stuff, I mean, you want to get paid. You're not doing it for free. Is this something that pays good or no? Well, you have to take each contract on an individual basis. You know, if you're working for yourself or you're working for a different production company, you know, you have to take it and decide what's right for you. You know, I'm not going to put a money figure on it. Uh, you know, Greg, you asked me before, does it pay the bills? Yeah, it does pay the bills now, which is fantastic. I'm excited about that. However, at the end of the day, money is not everything. And I think one of the things is that you have to be able to look at yourself and say, what's going to work really well for my life? Barbecue crawl and my life work really well together, and I'm thrilled to continue doing it. All right, uh, Danielle Moscow joining me here on the show. Where are you going to be competing at next? That's what everybody wants to know. Hello. What? I'm going to lose now? This is where I'm going to lose the interview? You've got to be freaking kidding me. Son of a bitch. Bye. Fine. Fine. You know, the good news is, you know, that didn't really happen. Except for the fact that that really happened. All right, hold on one second. Let me see if I can get her back. So weird. We've had all this great hour-long talk, and all of a sudden the bandwidth has become an issue. Uh, hello, bandwidth. Can I continue my call? No. I can't continue my call, nor can you. As a matter of fact... Why don't I just do this real quick? I'm going to shut down Skype altogether. I'm going to pull a bulldog willy on its ass. We'll fire back up. I just want to know where she's going to be at next. You know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, do I care? Not really. I mean, I do, of course. Let me see if she can call me back. That was so weird. <clears throat> That's right. Meat Rake is just recalling the fact that, you know, maybe a year ago or change, she's like, you know, at some point, hopefully I can make barbecue pay the bills. Yeah, why not? So was it three or four months ago I had asked her, you know, hey, given all the things you've done, given all the things are in the work, is barbecue paying the bills? She said, oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. At this point, barbecue is paying the bills. Now. The question is, you know, that's something, you know, would I love to do that? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's see if I can get this going on. Danielle, are you back there with me? Yeah, I'm back. I don't know where you went. 
I don't either, but I still I don't have uh, I don't have video back for some reason. So we're oh yeah, here it is. All right, where are you going to be competing at next? Um, I'm going to be up in Michigan in a couple weeks. Uh, I decided to take a couple weeks off because I'm tired and uh, I just need to take a couple weeks off to spend with my family. Um, I'm going to be in Michigan in a couple of weeks at the Nuevo Barbecue Contest. And then you just never know where you're going to find me. All right. So uh, after that incredibly weird dropout for no good reason, Danielle Damaski is the host of Barbecue Crawl, which can be seen on the Travel Channel here in the States. Uh, she was also the most recent guest judge on Barbecue Pitmasters and is the Barbecue Pitmaster of DVQ Barbecue Competition Cooking Team, uh, which you can find her in Michigan here shortly. Danielle, appreciate you hanging out with me these two segments. And man, what can I say? Continued success, and we'll hope to talk soon. Thanks, buddy. Have a great day. You got it. There she is. Danielle Damoski, DVQ. Crazy. Crazy success that I wish I had. Uh, good news, folks. I don't have that. I don't have Don't worry. I'm not going away. We're not going to do syndicated radio. (laughs) Someday. I'll just hope that all of my sponsors continue to hang with me and we make our $758 million a year uh, with sponsorship. All right, uh, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the second newest sponsor of the show, iGrill. The iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that pairs with your Apple or Android device using the free iGrill Pro app, which can be downloaded at the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store. The Bluetooth range is about 200 feet, so you can monitor your food from practically anywhere in the house. This gives you the free time to do what you want with assurance that your food is being perfectly cooked. Go watch the game. Have a beer. For God's sakes, have four beers. Mow the lawn. iGrill has your food covered. The iGrill has dual probe capability, so you can monitor two different pieces of meat at once. You can also measure the ambient temperature of your smoker or your grill using the ambient temperature probe. That can be purchased at iGrill Inc. The letter I, the word grill, Inc., I-N-C, iGrillInc.com. If you use the promo code SMOKE, you'll get a free ambient probe with your iGrill purchase. So, in other words, if you don't have an iGrill unit, you go to iGrillLink.com, you purchase the iGrill unit itself, and then the promo code, you put SMOKE, you're going to get that ambient temperature probe for free. Now, within the app, you can set minimum and maximum temperature settings. If your grill or smoker gets too hot or cool, your smart device will alert you. The iGrill app for iOS has Facebook integration, so you can upload pictures of what you're cooking right to the iGrill Facebook page. The app also has a globe feature that allows you to show all the other iGrillers around the world exactly what you're cooking, and you can see what they're cooking as well. You can use the graph to monitor the speed of which your temperature is rising. $80, folks. Are you kidding me? Come on. Available at iGrillInc.com. That's the letter I, Grill, the word. I-N-C, Inc. iGrillInc.com. You can also find it at Apple. You can also find it at Best Buy. You can also find it at AT&T and Verizon retail stores across the country and Amazon.com. iGrill was launched at Apple stores in 2010 and has since seen some incredible press, including celebrity shout-outs from Mark Zuckerberg. He founded Facebook, by the way, folks. 
Accessories are available at iGrillInc.com. So if you need anything, it's all in one place. iGrillInc, that's the newest sponsor of the show, along with Arno Smokers. iGrillInc.com, the website. We're going to wrap up the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com if you want to join in. Thanks again to Danielle DeMosk for joining me for the last two segments or in the 10 o'clock hour if you want to talk like that. That's fine. However you like, it's fine. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, in the very first hour, we were joined by... Okay, let's try it again. Uh, we were joined by Lee Hurley, editor-in-chief of Tailgater Monthly. That'll be called Tailgater at some point, six times a year. Tailgatermonthly.com is the website. You can get an electronic version there. You can also sign up for the hard copy. I get the hard copy. It's great. Take it wherever you want. If you're an electronic guy, you can get it on your readers, whatever it is, tailgatermonthly.com. Also on the first hour, Joe Hain, OC Barbecue, Obsessive Compulsive Barbecue.blogspot.com. We also did the Make It or Break It for Pitmaster song. Make it. So it'll be on uh, the rotation here for the bumper music ongoing for the show. And we move to the second hour. Danielle Domofsky, dbq.ca is her website because she's from Canada, also the host of Barbecue Crawl, also the most recent host of Barbecue Pitmasters this past Sunday. If you have raw cast iron, season it each and every time you use it. Uh, once you're done with it, heat it up, hit it with a grill brush, then it starts to cool down a little bit of pan, a little bit of crystal, a little burn back in. Season it each and every time. Of course, September 11th, 2001, I will never forget huge show next week. I already told you about it. You come back. But until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rampey, good night.